Hello, friends. This is Grace Hot Pants Langhine with your sixth episode of the Mullet Chronicles. This is the podcast where I read race reports to you. I give you a quick introduction and then I read a race report word for word. This is a spinoff of the Running Mullet podcast where Eric Kosak and I talk all things running from the business in the front to the party in the back, hence the mullet. Uh, but today is the Mullet Chronicles. And here's your quick introduction before we get to that race report. It comes to us from Jonathan Ladson, who goes by the name of Fogel McLoving out on social media. If you're not following him, I highly recommend it. He's got a fun and candid, honest, uh, awesome social media presence. He's a, an accomplished runner out of the D.C. area. He holds several FKTs. He runs road, trail, ultras, turkey trots, everything in between. So follow him on Facebook or Instagram for some inspiration and some laughs. A uh, couple of notes from his story. In his race report, he mentions the Marine Corps Marathon 50K that he ran a few days before. And I just want to mention his placement in that race. He was sixth place overall with a blazing fast time of three hours and 25 minutes. Uh, so super fast seven days prior to this race report. So I think that's a good piece to keep in mind. And he does mention two race reports, a short, short version and a long version. I'm going to do the long version first, even though they show up in reverse on Facebook. But I think you'll you'll like hearing them in this order. OK, uh, that is your intro. And now let's get into Jonathan's race report of the Fire on the Mountain 50K. Fire on the Mountain 50K and 25K. 2023 recap. Super long. The night before race day, five additional people signed up for the 50K, and I was looking up their race rankings and status. One of them seemed like a top contender, another person that I could potentially run alongside. So I make a mental note of his bib number. On race morning, I'm up feeling great and ready to rock and roll. My legs and body feel almost fully recovered from the Marine Corps Marathon 50K I'd completed just seven days earlier. I hoped that the on and off leg pain I'd been dealing with for the past three weeks wouldn't flare up on this challenging course. Thankfully, it didn't. I arrived at the starting line, taking in the beautiful views, snapping pictures, then lining up while looking for the few people I thought I might run with. I couldn't spot them, so I decided to focus on myself and my game plan. If they caught up to me, we would go from there. The 25K and 50K runners all began at the same time, but bib numbers made it easy to distinguish between them. As soon as the race started, I looked for other 50K runners, and to my surprise, I found myself in the middle of a pack of what looked like all 25K runners. I tried to hold back my pace a bit because the race started on an uphill, but this terrain was my turf as it alternated between gravel and paved road. The race was too slow for me, so I settled into my own comfortable speed and quickly took the lead, forming a gap between myself from the other runners almost immediately. I tried to maintain a relaxed pace, knowing that I had a challenging day ahead. 
About a little over a mile in is where the 50k runners turned to enter the woods and I finally saw how thickly covered the ground was with leaves, adding another layer of difficulty to the race. I adjusted my plan, slowing down to be extra cautious about where I placed my feet since it was very hard to see the rocks and roots. My strategy was to first look around to see where the course markings were and how far out they were, then I'd quickly look back down and focus on my foot placement. I would repeat this strategy throughout the day. About three miles in, I was running effortlessly on the flat ground, still in the lead with no other runners in sight as I occasionally looked back. I wanted to extend my lead, especially on flat terrain where I felt confident that I was the fastest. A few miles later, the last minute sign-up runner, who I figured would be a top contender, finally caught up to me and took the lead. I stayed close behind him, except when crossing creeks. He confidently splashed through the water while I took my time to step carefully on the rocks to avoid getting my feet soaked. After each creek crossing, I quickly caught up to him and would be right on his heels again. I figured I'd let him lead on the challenging trails, as I had seen he was a strong trail runner when I looked him up the night before. He made the next few miles easier for me. Following in his footsteps, I'd place my foot exactly where he'd place his, and this helped relieve some of the worry of stepping wrong and falling. Powering up and down the hills and sliding down the butt side section was much easier this time around for me. My previous leg pain wasn't bothering me. The cold was tolerable and I felt good. So I was ready to show my strength and speed. My competitiveness was kicking in full of gear. The 50K course involves starting on the red trail, switching to the green trail, and then turning around to run the green trail back before returning to the red trail again. We were on the green trail when after some time, I decided to make my move and pass him. The terrain was relatively flat, allowing me to use my speed to my advantage. I created a small gap between us and pushed hard, focusing on avoiding tripping or falling. I kept repeating to myself that this was my day and I was ready to give it my all. Volunteers reminded me along the way that this was finally my year as well, so this helped give me a booster after passing each one of them. However, I tried not to get too greedy so early in the race, knowing that after having to turn around and going back would be even tougher. As we approached the turnaround point, there was a very steep climb to the top, and just before we started making the climb to the top, he caught up to me as I was slowing down because the legs were feeling the climb for sure. We're side by side, pushing each other up the hill until we finally reach the top. This is the turnaround point and an aid station. While he refilled and hydrated, I was busy taking pictures and videos of the beautiful views instead of changing my wet socks and shirt, which was my biggest mistake. As I went to change my gear, he quickly left with another runner who had arrived at the aid station faster than I expected. I rushed to repack my things without changing and grab some snacks and then tried to catch up. My thought was now I'd have to spend extra unnecessary energy trying to play catch up. I told myself not to panic because there was still a lot of racing left and I could catch him easily. My competitiveness got the better of me and I wanted to be right with those two runners. I sped down the hill with them in sight, but cramps quickly set in due to the applesauce and drinks that I had taken in too quickly. I slowed down, focused on my breathing, and watched as the two moved further away. 
I gradually picked up my pace again because I know that the group of runners that entered the aid station slash turnaround point as I was leaving could possibly catch me if they were in and out quickly. Soon as I start picking up my speed, I tripped and fell because I had stopped paying attention to the ground. Yep, my first hard fall of the day. I began walking to shake off the pain in my arms and legs, then picked up the pace again. After telling myself to suck it up and stop being a little bitch, once I realized no injuries were caused from the fall, the thought of the two runners behind me catching me up motivated me to push harder. In the distance, I could see the two runners ahead, which gave me the push I needed. I believed I could catch them. I moved at a decent pace through the trails, trying to catch the other runners while trying to soak in everything that's around me. This is a way to calm myself and take my mind off the pain that is definitely being felt. Soreness in my legs, ankles, and feet hits me hard. I remind myself that this is where I wanted to be and what I wanted to feel. So I must keep keep pushing through. Having a strong mindset helps tremendously especially when I was alone for miles and the pain made each mile feel like two or three. I take a few hard falls, causing me to walk until the pain subsides. And then I pick up the pace again. Slowing down helped two runners behind me close the gap between us, giving me the motivation to push harder. The hills kept beating me up, but I power through, even using a stick as a running pole although it snaps in half on a brutal uphill climb. My main focus is to keep pushing until we reach the road, where I can use my speed to increase the gap on the runners closing in on me. Once out of the woods and back on the roads, I push hard on the runnable sections and power walk up the rolling inclines. Reaching the last aid station feels like it takes forever. But I'm finally relieved when I finally get there because knowing that once we enter the woods again, it's only a handful of miles until we're done. As I load up at the aid station, one of the runners behind me speeds past, skipping the aid station entirely. I finish and try to catch up, but the pain becomes worse. I force myself to push as hard as I can before needing a slight walk break. I keep the break short, aware that another runner is close behind. I take another hard fall, the worst one yet, causing me to walk much longer than anticipated. While walking, I spot another thick stick that becomes my running pole until the end. It's a lifesaver and helps me get through. As I take longer than planned walk breaks, another runner, my buddy Luke, catches up. We have a brief conversation before I encourage him to have a phenomenal finish. I also wanted him to pass me so I can use it as motivation to help me pick up the pace and go catch him and avoid walking longer than necessary. He pulls away quickly and every time I try to speed up, I slow right back down. The last hill out of the woods drains me completely. So when I reach the road for the final mile-ish, as much as I want to sprint, I simply can't. Glancing at my watch, I realize But if I just suck it up one last time and just push very hard and give it my all, I have a strong chance of finishing under six hours. I do a run, jog, walk, repeat technique until I spot my last light turn 
where a log is handed to me as I jog it in to drop my log on the fire, which symbolizes that I have finally completed the race and my time can be stopped. Short version of the recap is summed up by these next two lines below. Finished fifth overall, time 5.59.32. Ah, that is a nail biter of a race report. Thank you, Jonathan, for sharing. You can submit your race reports to me on Facebook, Instagram, and the running mullet at gmail.com. And you can listen to Eric Kosek and I every Monday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time to talk about all things running at the running mullet. Thank you for listening. You are awesome.